What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider Podcast Edition. Um, I just recorded the same podcast for YouTube, and I butchered it, so I'm just giving you a fair warning now. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me today. But we did go to AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, and it was fucking awesome. I'll tell you the story. Remember to check us out on all podcasting platforms and social media, Facebook, Twitter, AEW Insider, and AEW Insider 1 on Twitter. All right, AEW Dynamite in Philly, Wednesday night. The show, from what we've seen of it, was fucking awesome. And by me stating what we've seen of it, it was bullshit getting there. It wasn't AEW's fault, of course, that it rained like a motherfucker. We almost died like six or eight times coming from Scranton to get to Philadelphia. Once we got there, the traffic is so bad. I'm from Jersey. We go to New York and New Jersey all the time. It ain't got shit on Philly. Philly's the worst. We've gone to events before. We've gone to Wells Fargo for NXT TakeOver Philly, what have you. Never a problem. Do not ever go to a fucking event at Temple University. It wasn't even a weekend. It was fucking a Wednesday night. It literally took us 40 to 45 minutes. To, we didn't even move. There was one time we were on this block. It's a little side street. It's a street, but it looks like a side street because it's so small the light it went green and went red at least 17 times we did not move from that spot for 40 to 45 minutes then we finally get up to the arena my gps is telling me to take a right that part looks kind of blocked off even though i see in a parking lot but it says he bent parking with a sign pointing the other way there's nobody to ask until actually you pass that block so i passed it a little bit because i didn't want to get in trouble I asked the woman, that's where I was supposed to go. As I said, the traffic is so fucking bad, there's no way I could back up or go around. I mean, go back up and go that way. <clears throat> so we had to go around. It took another 40 fucking minutes to drive five blocks to come back around. Finally get to the parking garage. There's a car in front of us. I see them tell the woman something, and then she goes. I said, it better not be fucking closed. We get there, they tell us it's fucking full. And mind you, we could have already been there 40 minutes before. If I would have made that fucking turn if it wasn't blocked up and somebody was directing. They say it is fucking closed. Make a left at the corner, follow it down to another parking lot, they'll honor your ticket. Mind you, we paid $32.50 to fucking park right next door to the arena because you have to pay Temple and park there. If not, it's a mile in fucking, uh, what you call it, a half away that you could park at. So we had to drive nine blocks down to another parking lot of theirs park. It took us about another 40 fucking minutes to even walk there. Well, 40 is exaggerating, about 25, 30 minutes to walk from the new parking lot to the event. After I got my daughter something to eat, we sit down. It is nine fucking days. 30. The show started at 8 o'clock and goes off the air at 10 p.m., man. Fucking insane. Thank God for dark matches or we would have missed everything. Um, from what we see now, it was fucking awesome. We got to see the Jericho fucking what you call Darby Allen match. I got another match and also the dark matches. It had the librarian versus Nyla Rose, but the best dark match, which could have been a pay-per-view fucking main event, which somebody said on my YouTube after they watched it, it was Private Party and the Strong Hearts versus Cody. 
Dustin and the Young Bucks. The match was amazing. I have the whole thing up on our YouTube. Go check it out, please. Show it some love. It's a great match. It has everything wrestling fans love. And then after that, they closed out the show. That's when Orange Cassidy Jr. pinned Cody for a three count. I have that also. So go check it out on our YouTube. And I'm also pissed at AEW because I get there. The only thing I wanted at the whole event was an MJF. I can't afford a scarf fucking scarf and they did not have any not that they sold out they didn't even bring any to the fucking event so i was very very pissed all right so that's aew dynamite and philly wednesday let's get to the show we got some aew news People online were making fun of Marco's stunt and knocking his skills, his height, and what have you. Will never be lost for words, AEW's La Champion, Chris Jericho, took to Twitter and gave this response. Laughing at people complaining that Marco's stunt is too small and a disgrace to pro wrestling. Funny thing is, I thought the same thing about Rey Mysterio the first time I met him in 93. I also saw the Ultimo Dragon get reamed out by his boss when he f first brought Ray to Japan in 95. Dean Malenko got laughed at in the WCW locker room when he stood up for Ray before their first match in August 96. Both men were congratulated afterwards, after people saw Ray work. Times have changed and Marco is small, but most of the workers on the roster are smaller in 2019 than they were in the 1990s. Bottom line, over is over and Marco did a good job of getting over on Wednesday. Whether he ends up world champion like Ray did remains to be seen, but I'd rather watch him than a 6'8 muscle head who can't move. I was once told I was too small to be a wrestler too, and I did okay. See, that's the real Chris Jericho. The La Champion is a good guy. All right, AEW's gorilla position got a makeover. If you don't know what the gorilla position is, it's where the wrestlers come out. Like when you watch TV or a pay-per-view, they magically come out of nowhere and they're on stage. Right behind the curtain that they come out is called the gorilla position. Right behind, right in there is a table set up with monitors. That's where the owners and everybody, the higher-ups, sit there, see you before the match, and let you know how you did after the match. If they're pissed or they're mad at you, you did a great job to congratulate you like wwe right before you go out right there at a the table you've got vince mcmahon triple h stephanie and more waiting and watching you come back through that curtain and they can tell you they're pissed off get out of their face so it's crazy well aew's has one also of course every wrestling does that goes on tv uh when dusty got there wednesday night there was a plaque of his father with one of his father's cowbells and ropes that he actually used in real life AEW renamed their gorilla position to the dusty position in memory of Cody's father, which is very, very nice. Rumors are going around about Luchasaurus's injury. He was pulled from Wednesday Night Dynamite because of it. Fans online are saying he's going to be out for three to six months. Luchasaurus seen this, and this is what his response was. Oh, really? And the doctors told me in 2013 to retire due to my hip injury. So he's saying it's not even that serious. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And let's hope that Luchasaurus is back sooner than later because he kicks ass.
Since the start, AEW said that wins and losses will count. You see them when wrestlers make their way to the ring, they post the match stats online, what have you. But there's never been an official chart a way to see them all at once. Well, Executive Vice President Cody gave us a hint when we can see the current uh, rankings. Um, He said it will be on Friday before full gear. I think we're going to put our first ever, put out our first ever top fives, and that should become a weekly thing. This isn't just to broadcast it, it's going to be on social media also. Just like with college football and the AP poll, you get your top 20. Sometimes a guy who's 5-0 and is not even in the top 3 because of the quality of his wins, the softness of the schedule, what have you. He seems talked about Pac. He said Pac right now has these great wins over Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. He's essentially Ohio State for us at this point. There's got to be a title shot in his future. And there is if he keeps winning and he keeps going. But I believe before full gear, we'll have our top five women, tag teams, and singles. And we'll keep doing it every week. So that's really, really cool. Uh, Mrs. Adam Cole Bebe, Dr. Britt Baker, revealed about if Adam Cole does watch AEW and if he misses his Bullet Club members. She said, we are texting and calling each other for encouragement right up until the moment we go out the curtain. It can be a little heartbreaking when it's the biggest night of his career or the biggest night of my career and we can't be there for each other because we are each other's biggest fans. And as a fan, you want to be there, feel the energy, experience it. So it's a little discouraging. Tony Khan did an interview with Fighting Illy, and this is what he had to say about AEW on TNT, meeting the fans, what have you. He said it was great. I was really happy to meet the fans. So happy. And people are really excited about this show. And it shows because a lot of people came and watched it in person and on TV. So that was great. We're bringing a focus on wrestling. We're bringing an emphasis on wrestling matches and action taking place in or around the ring. We'll do great interviews too. But in these segments, we can do it all in the arena or around the ring, which he just said. <laughs> we can do some stuff backstage. We don't. We just don't spend half the show backstage. We want to offer people a show that doesn't insult their intelligence. And really, it's a fun show to watch. It's fast-paced show to watch in the best wrestling action, but also has the best wrestling personalities. I want everyone to know that AEW is for everybody. And he really means that too. Even with their roster. They've got a woman who used to be a man who's in a woman's division. They have blatantly gay wrestlers. AEW really is for everybody. And real quick, Kenny Omega went to Mexico's AAA wrestling promotion. You know they've been uh, working with AAA since AEW started. They got the Lucha Brothers over there. The Young Bucks won the titles, lost them, what have you. Kenny Omega went over there and fought for the AAA uh, title, and he won it. As of right now, your champion for AAA is the cleaner, Kenny Omega. I love how they've been working so close together. It kicks anus, peeps. All right, we got to pay the bills real quick. We got some WWE. We news. We got an Impact Wrestling new signee. We've got the Bound for Glory card for tonight in my prediction. We got some UFC news and some wrestling news. So remember, check us out on all social media, AEW Insider, on Twitter, AEW Insider 1. I'll be right back, peeps. 
All right, peeps, we're back. Let's get into some WWE news. We've reported that they let Eric Bischoff go and replaced him with Bruce Pitt Pritchard and what some people behind the scenes had to say about it. Well, people are still talking, and Dave Meltzer reported from a reliable backstage source that Eric had absolutely no vision. And once we're headed into Fox, everything was falling through the cracks, said a WWE official. He messed up multiple times, but Fox, Eric had no stamina for the rigors of the job. Seth Rollins was asked in an interview if he thought he who would win between Adam Cole and Matt Riddle right before they had their match. Rollins said that he thinks that Matt Riddle sucks. Riddle heard that, and you know he's never a loss for words. This was his response. I think that Seth wants attention, but that's cool, bro. He went after Sasha and then deleted his Twitter account. I don't really mind. My fans are really nice, so they're not going to go out there and threaten him. I think he's friends with Cole, and I think that was mostly it. It's funny because he said he wanted a match with me before. He said all that, and I was like, all right, never mind. I guess I'm not that cool. Riddle also said about him wanting to beat Brock Lesnar or when he will. I'll tell you this. If I beat Brock Lesnar, I'm not going to have to hit him in the balls and stomp him in the head three times. I'll beat him for real. I don't need to cheat. I reported months ago that WWE was getting in the podcasting game and is working with the one of the biggest podcasting corporations. The host for their first show was announced, and it's none other than Corey Graves. I swear, Corey Graves has more jobs than Nick Cannon and Ryan Seacrest put together. The name of the podcast is called After the Bell, and his first guest will be Triple H. This is the first cast podcast of many that WWE has planned. Lacey Evans tried to troll The Rock. It was at WWE headquarters or somewhere. There was a picture of the Great One on the wall. She took a picture of herself and she covered his face and half his body and she called him a nasty when she walked away. Well, The Rock had seen this tweet, and this is what he had to say. Look, Tracy, Stacy, whatever your name is, if you're going to picture hack me, at least get an image of your badass self covering my entire body as to not leave my cheap meal enhanced midriff exposed. Hashtag, you're welcome. When she did cover his pick, it had his belly exposed at the bottom of it, and that was the old Rock, not saying he was fat, but he wasn't all cut up like he was now, so he didn't appreciate her sexy self leaving his stomach hanging out for the masses. Impact Wrestling News. Impact signed a new wrestler, and he has been added to tonight's Bound for Glory pay-per-view. It is Ace Robinson. Now, he's a really, really big dude. He's like three, 400 pounds, and he could do stuff that a guy his size shouldn't do. So that's pretty cool. All right, here's Bound for Glory predictions and the card. We do have the Impact World Championship. It's the Impact Champion Brian Cage versus my dog, Sammy Callahan. But even if he isn't my dog, Sammy Callahan's going to fucking win this. It's due. He needs a proper title run. How do you name him male wrestler Impact of the Year last year and don't even have him have the belt one fucking time? <clears throat> Makes no sense to me. But Callahan is taking that gold tonight. Well, that silver, platinum, whatever the fuck they use. Impact Knockouts Championship. It's Taya Valkyrie versus Tennille Dashwood. Now, I don't know about Taya's contract. It comes down to that for me because we know her husband, Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, signed with WWE again. So you know as soon as her contract's up, she's going to go with them. So if her contract's up and she's leaving soon, she will lose. If not, Taya Valkyrie will retain her title.
Impact X Division Championship Ladder Match. We have Jake Christ, Tessa Blanchard, Daga, Ace Austin, and their new signee, Ace Romero. I'm going with Tessa Blanchard or Ace Austin. They really deserve it. That's who I'm going with. Fuck it. I like Jake Christ. I love OVE, but I got to go with Tessa or Ace. Impact World Tag Team Championship match. You have the North versus Witch Swan and Willie Mack versus Rhino and Rob Van Dam. I'm going with the North. They're, they're white hot right now. They're a kick-ass team, and it's not their time to lose yet. They also have the 20-person Call Your Shot Gauntlet match. This is that the winner chooses any championship match they want. It's got people like Eddie Edwards in it, Roseberry, Johnny Swinger, Jordan Grease, Jessica Havoc, Kira Hogan, Cousin Jake, Cody Deemer, Raj. I gotta go with Jordan Grease. She's a champion, man. That chick's a thoroughbred, and she needs a proper title run herself. We also have Ken Shamrock versus Moose. You got to go with the first ever Impact Champion, Ken Shamrock, in his first match back, of course. We also have Michael Elgin versus Naomichi. You got to go with Michael Elgin. And finally, we have the Rascals versus Dr. Wagner, Aerostar, and Taurus. You can't go wrong with the Rascals. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Lance Archer won the vacant U.S. title. Remember last week I reported that uh, John Moxley could not fly to Japan because of a typhoon, storms, what have you. So instead of, you know, redoing his, I mean, what you call rescheduling his match, they stripped him of the U.S. title. So it was up for grabs. It was the old champion, my dog, Juice Robinson, versus Lance Archer. Well, they gave Lance Archer the push, which he does deserve. He's an older guy. He's been in the game for years, and he's been really, really good lately. So Lance Archer is your new U.S. New Japan champion. UFC news. Colby Covington has gone on record saying he does not want Dana White putting the belt on him if he wins. This is what he had to say. I can tell you who's not wrapping it around my race, and that will be none other than Dana White, Covington told Submission Radio. If he tries to wrap it around my waist, I'm going to take that belt from him and slap him in the face with it. He also said, whether they love me or want to see me win or hate me and want to see me knocked out, I'm doing what I do best. What's great about this is that this is an opportunity to opportunity for me to just really shove this up UFC's ass and say, fuck you guys. I don't give a fuck about you guys. Now you have to come to me. So you're going to be calling me after December 14th, begging me to get back in there. And if you don't come right next time, you know I don't need to fight again. I already have enough money in my bank account where I don't ever have to fight or do anything again. I'm making multi-six-figure sponsors from Bang Energy, a CBD company, from a betting website. So I'm making more money in sponsors than Marty is going to make in this fight. That's pretty awesome. All right, Jimmy Jacobs did an interview. Him and CM Punk started wrestling together. They were kind of close friends, as close as a friend you could be with Punk. This is what he had to say. I mean, Punk helped me get my job in Ring of Honor. I know Punk since I was 16 years old, and we were never like friends' friends. We were friendly, you know? I went to his place after he won Money in a Bank. Him and what you call when he beat John Cena in Chicago. He put his title in the refrigerator. I was at his house then. So we're friendly. We haven't spoken in, it's been a few years, but I text him a little bit not too long ago. 
And he talked about Punk returning to WWE. He said, it's only never until it happens. And that's just how it is. You know, he put a lot of time in WWE. He left, obviously, very damaged. And a lot of ways he felt about wrestling in WWE, he wasn't happy with it. But, you know, if the day comes when he wants to come back, he'll come back. Because, you know, he'll get a huge reaction, make a ton of money. Look, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he left Monday because he was done with it, right? And being there. I could see it. He was hitting his head up against a brick wall for so long and was like, you know what? I'm out. That's it. I'm good. I've been on the road for the last 15 years. I work for a crazy man and I'm just done. I'm done. Of course, I could see how that would happen. So that was pretty cool. All right. Hardcore Godfather Terry Funk did an interview when he was asked about AEW and Vince McMahon. Here's what he had to say. He was asked about AEW's ratings. He said, here's the thing. Why do you think they have so many viewers? It's not all curiosity. It's because the people want something better than what he's producing, meaning Vince McMahon. I think you can't turn shit into a great meal. You could put whatever you want into it, but there that's what Vince is doing. He's become repetitious and he's become stagnant. And for some of his stuff is totally overbearing and it's just a matter of truth. Now we got a fresh flower coming up right behind him. He asks if AEW is bringing back older fans. Of course not. Hell, we're all dead. It's just fresh new fans looking for a damn change, looking for something different, looking for not wanting to play an idiotic football game, you know, XFL, how long that lasted. To the first time he tried to produce football. Now he wants to do it again. I have no idea why he brought XFL into it. I'm just reading what the fuck. Maybe he is going senile. <laughs> no. And then they were asked if Vince is out of touch. Terry Funk said, what it is is the inability to change. It is an inability to do it and the impossibility. That's the truth. Become you, because you come attached to people, you can become inept. And that is not only include your wrestlers, but it includes your creators. They become attached to them and they become stagnant. They become old and they become repetitious. The water is getting dirty and they better filter it. He can change, but he can't change his characters. That is the that is the thing that wrestling is. We are who we are. Even though we are established, we are not actors. We are wrestlers. That is his fault because he feels we're actors. I'm not an actor, and I never was an actor in my entire life. Pretty deep. Uh, real quick, CM Punk did an interview with Reddit and was asked numerous things. So I'll, I'll let you know what happened. All right. Um, they asked him if he could work with any actor or actress, who would it be? Punk said Dave Batista because we're friends, we're comfortable together, and I know how big his penis is. They asked about his show Grammar Slam, the videos he does, and will they ever return? Punk said, hey, I have a secret. Don't tell anyone, but Grammar Slam is coming back next week. They asked him about if he's open to an autobiography. Yeah, for the first time, I'm open to the idea of writing my, my, down my story. They asked him if a WWE return is possible. Oh, of course. I'm going to get asked that. No need to apologize. If they want me back, it'd have to be a very big bag. I don't know what that means, bag of money. I don't fucking know. They asked him if he plans on getting more tattoos. Punk said, I have so much space left. I need to cover both of my legs. 
And they had, finally, they asked him his favorite keepsake or memento from wrestling. He said Steve Kern gave him the gator paw he wore around his neck as Skinner. So if you're in the golden age of WWE fans or, you know, the 90s, the early 90s, there was this guy named Skinner. He was pretty much Crocodile Dundee, but a wrestler all jacked up. He wore alligator's paw and a necklace around his neck, and he gave that to Punk, which is really cool. All right, peeps, I wanted to get this out to you. I don't even know if I'm going to put it on YouTube because I've been putting a lot of videos up and I've been butchering this one real bad. I might just wait. I don't know. But anyway, I'm your host, Lee Benz. Thank you so much for joining us. Please show us some love on all the podcasts, uh, what you call on all your major podcasting channels, on eight, on uh, YouTube and Facebook book with the AEW Insider, on Twitter with the AEW Insider one. There's so much content up on YouTube video. Please go give it some views and show it some love. All right. Right, definitely hit us up if you need anything, if you want to see anything, if you want me to cover anything, let me know. All right, I'm always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. As always, thank you for joining us on this week's podcast, podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.